There's going to be a dude on the Georgia roster that's going to run onto the field with Muschamp on his back. That happened 20 years ago. I know, but now anymore. it's happening now. But I want to take the first one's diploma away. Well, we'll see. What's up, Georgia Bulldogs fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 222 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined in studio by my two co-hosts, Will Each and Tony Waller, and this episode was a bit unique as we obviously were sharing our thoughts on Georgia's National Signing Day Hall as we recorded on the eve of National Signing Day. But what made it unique is that the Georgia-Florida basketball game was happening during our show. Now, obviously, it was not great because the dogs blew another 20-point lead and lost to the Gators, but definitely a fun experience because we were able to give our insights and interject things as we saw that they were happening live during the recording of the show. Never, never, nevertheless, I never can say that. I'm going off script a little bit. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, we do talk a good bit about the number one rated 2020 signing class that Coach Smart orchestrated. We touch on basketball, obviously, and what the grim postseason outlook looks like But in this episode, we surely spend the most time we ever have discussing Georgia baseball. They're ranked in the top 10, the top five in some polls, and have a ton of pitching talent this season. And they start their season on February 14th. And Georgia baseball, due to popular demand by our listeners, is something we plan on incorporating more of in this podcast as the season takes place. Also, towards the end of the show, we jump into your Twitter questions. Then there's Hartman Fund Trivia. The Hartman Fund, for those of you who don't know, is what UGA Athletics calls the donation that season ticket holders make to reserve the right to then purchase season tickets. And we have a new segment on the show called On a Personal Note that hopefully you'll be excited to listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning us in. This is episode 222, and we're glad to be back. And here's Tony and Will to get it all started. This is your reward for making it through Tri January. Thank you. I appreciate it. I made it to uh, midnight GMT in London. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was seven it, o'clock. Wasn't it February somewhere? I decommitted. <laughs> right. I decommitted from Tri Australia, January. probably. Uh, someone did mention that it was you know you should if you're gonna do that you should follow the international dateline. I'm like it's five o'clock in the morning here, and yeah. this seems this seems like I should attend a meeting in a church basement if I do that. Um, are you not getting anything? No, I am. Okay. I'm getting too much. He's, um, just, he's just gently caressing the wires. <laughs> well, I start playing some soft music for him. Okay. Um, uh, uh, okay. By the way, we, we should note a recording uh, note here. We are taping during the Georgia-Florida game. Uh, basketball, guys. Basketball, yes. Sorry. <laughs> we come to you from the future. Um, we're doing the Georgia-Florida game. We are doing that. So currently Georgia is up by 11 uh-oh. With 13 left, which would be would make me feel better if they hadn't have been up by 15 at halftime or 20, just three minutes, yes, three game minutes ago. So, um, um, yeah. So I, you didn't much. surely you didn't mean Georgia, Florida football because if you read the pundits, they won't have a team next year. Yeah. Oh, Florida. Apparently, Sunny Day was not great for them. I, th- I saw they were uh, eighth in the country. Uh, yeah. But the, what is that? Sixth in the SEC? <laughs> I think that's eleventh. Eleventh in the SEC. Eleventh SEC. <laughs> they finished. They finished somehow behind Missouri and Vanderbilt. So we'll be updating a little bit uh, for the. But uh, it's funny. I, I we joke about how we don't want to spoil the uh, the national championship game by giving away the score. <laughs> I will say there's. I think there's a certain segment of listeners this po- listen to this podcast that uh, will not actually know the score of who won this Georgia Florida game to, until we tell them, even if the game has happened three or four days ago. Yeah. So I agree which is that. on you. 
that is uh, on you, not on us. But you're missing uh, a fun team. It's now an eight point game. Oh, not a, oh, not yeah, a great game. Not a not a great team. Yeah. Good team. Fun team. Fun team. How many does Edwards have right now? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, he had twenty one. Nineteen seventeen. Oh, that's a movie. He still has. He's twenty six. Oh. Yeah. 26, but the team has 55. <laughs> well, we need him to score. Yeah, so if the team's only going to get half, we need, to, we need him to score 47. So uh, signing day happened. Yes, it did. We're currently recording on Wednesday evening. Is it officially over? The, the horses are in, are in the barn. Is that the metaphor? Well, you're from Illinois. They're in the stable? Yes. They stay, they've all stabled up. We make a sometimes almost point of performance for me uh, because it, I mean, it does mean this much to me. I don't pay that much attention to recruiting, uh, but it's kind of cool. Georgia finished first. It's, it's fun, like the couple days leading up to it. You yeah. don't want to spend your months of October and November worrying about it. Yeah. So Georgia finished first again. Uh, now, it is worth noting when we talk about finishing first. Like, yeah. They were third, I think, on um, uh, the early side. Third, yeah, fourth. I find the fetishization about finishing first mm-hmm. in a totally mythical, made-up, hypothetical. Like, uh, basically, not to say that, like, it doesn't matter. Obviously, finishing first is good. Recruiting is very important. They were not finishing first very often before Kirby Smart got here. Obviously, you want talent. It still feels weird, like you don't actually win anything. In fact, if anything, you actually raise expectations to the point that, like, hey, wow, we had number one recruiting classes two of the last three years. Where's my championship? So let me, the, the one thing I would push back about that is, is like, there is a substantive difference on, we talked about Florida being seventh, right? That's what we said, seventh, seventh or eighth, something like that. Uh, somewhere behind Missouri. Um, they're not really behind Missouri, I don't think. No. But there is a substantive difference between those top three or four and when you drop down and the, the, where I come back to, I was actually talking to uh, Paul Westerdahl, the former mm-hmm. publisher of the Georgia sports blog the, today about this very thing. And he's like, it's just, it's stunning to me. And so like, it doesn't, does it have much difference to make? I mean, coaching, how much coaching matter? I said, well, I said, look at it this way. I said, if you'll remember back in five, six, seven, eight, Georgia's like, we would rationalize Georgia's, you know, Florida's Florida's second, but Georgia's only Georgia's six. They're just four spots behind. But there were clear talent gaps on the field, even with just four spots. Now, I agree with you that it is weird to me. The, the fetishization is around. Uh, but between one and two, the idea of beating Alabama or beating. Well, I'm just talking about the whole recruiting thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm by no means am I judging you, you personally, if you follow recruiting that closely. It's just, like, it's not my thing. But we can all agree that Georgia was some percentage of offensive improvement away from making the college football playoff Mm -hmm. still won the East in the past three years have been to the Rose bowl and the sugar bowl twice, won an sec championship played in the national championship game, having better than Jimmy and Joe's Jimmy's and Joe's and everyone else in your schedule does matter and it can overcome some coaching issues. Now I agree with you, Will, that it does also raise expectations. Um, the it's, case, it's, it's the, also, case the case ahead. in point, the case in point, the Florida message boards are not being kind to Mullen to the point where he felt compelled today to make some comments about looking at making changes and in, <laughs> in looking at moving some responsibilities around on his recruiting staff. 
And that is, and that really solely is based on a couple of things. They had a commitment, the number one safety in the class, a kid from Florida who ended up flipping to Miami. Um, They did get some guy, but probably most damning, they lost a running back to Georgia Tech, a guy that was a fairly solid commit to Florida as as early as as late as a week ago. But that's great on Jeff Collins. Geoff Geoff Collins. You Um, coughed for a I coughed. I did. He was wearing platform shoes today, so I didn't. I did kind of miss out. But he's you know, very Atlanta. He loves Waffle House. He yeah. had his cup when Tony and I got our. Yes, he uh, did. Had, had, him. had him a Waffle House cup. I still say seven hundred six is better than four hundred four. So, so I, all that is to say that while this is, this was cool, um, it it is more a bell cow of the attention Kirby is, play, is paying to. All of the details. Because since we brought in the number three class mm. in December, he's made a wholesale change in his offensive coaching staff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it's really amazing. is impressive. Particularly when Coley was involved in a lot of these guys. Yeah. And yeah. We don't really quote Mike Griffith very much mm. on this podcast, but I thought his uh, leading sentence in his <sighs> one of his latest uh, posts, he says, uh, Georgia football coach Kirby Smart has created momentum out of thin air this off season. And I don't think that that couldn't be any farther from the truth than what he's done. Because like you said, Tony, I mean closer from the truth. Did yeah. I say that wrong? Yeah, you did, but we, I think they got it. You listeners. We'll fix it in post-production. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll restate it or I won't change it at all. <laughs> Here, but I'll, you, I'll you, start pricing closer, there, closer, just place that in. closer. <laughs> what you were saying with Munkin and with Luke, and then there's some iffiness on who he's going to name the quarterbacks coach, because there isn't one right now. Uh, Munkin coached wide receivers in the NFL, and wide receivers were kind of uh, you know and, shaky last year. So, and, and he still has to fill one position. Speaking of quarterbacks, I don't know if you saw, but a preferred walk-on from Columbia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. by the name of Jackson Muschamp. Agent Muschamp, agent, agent Muschamp. <laughs> um, I uh, I wish I had a dollar. Uh, future Tony had a dollar for every time someone made some snarky comment on message board about. Um, I wonder how many how much Jackson Muschamp's passed along to his father. Um, so, and of course, you know, Will Muschamp is never one to miss a an opportunity to take a swipe at Georgia. Um, he's like, well, I don't like that hat he's got up on the table. That was his, that was his one quote about his son committing to Georgia. Really? Um, I'm all for taking that guy's diploma away. I am on the record for that. <laughs> so, um, I, I, the thing about recruiting rank is this, and this was pointed out, everybody drink in the Seth Summers' piece uh, earlier this week about how, yes, Georgia had that number one class uh, <clears throat> two years ago. Mm-hmm. There are Five top 100 recruits from that class that no longer play for Georgia. Justin Fields, Cade uh, Mays, Britton Cox, Luke Ford, finally gets to play for the Illini next year, and Otis Reese, uh, who is at Mississippi. Is it, is it, where's in Mississippi? Yeah, according okay. to Seth yeah. Anderson, okay. who yeah. usually just makes all of his stuff up like all lying members of the media. But nevertheless, <laughs> in this regard, may actually be using it uh, correctly. Uh, like The point is things... Recruiting change. is the start. But, which is why you need to have... Right. That, but right. that that's also points to why having the number one versus the number seven class, you have room. Yeah. You have right. room for misses. And not just misses. You have rooms for when guys... You know, when people's... Pinky fingers get cut off, and there's a, there's a lost consortium. Um, I mean, those things. I mean, you know, those things happen. Um, so, yeah. you know, um, I looked at the stats from 2019. Uh, an estimated 300,000 high school seniors played football in the United States. Out of those 300,000, there were 1,859 
labeled two star. Let me start over. There were 1,859, not 1,800. That's the same number. Same number. Closer. Closer. <laughs> you want to read my I, my handwriting? I have a comma Don't in cut there. No. Don't cut All this. right. So, <clears throat> how to, excuse me, dear listeners. $18.53. Basically, what I'm saying is there's close to, well, there's not close to, I have the exact number. <laughs> 1,859 two stars, 1,328 three stars, mm. 380 four stars and 35 stars. Now that changes every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they get some kind of algorithm going. That's the, the term of the, the, the 21st century. But what it's saying is Georgia this year has, I think four or five stars. That's right. So based on 30, say there's about 30, 35, <laughs> that's 13% of the five stars out there. Two thirds of the five stars are four schools. And then in the top ESPN top 100, there's 11. Yeah. Not counting Zach Evans, who's still probably not going to be here based on Kirby's comments today. But who knows? That was also interesting, right? And did you also see that Jordan Birch, the def- defensive tackle to South Carolina, is having some non-committal issues? His mom was not wanting to be quoted on to whether he signed or not. Now, he's from Columbia. Yeah. So he's that's why he's a, he's a five-star defensive tackle that's committed to South Carolina. But there's some Zach Evans stuff going on with him. Being, not wanting to commit. The, the opposite of Zach Evans stuff. Zach Evans wants to commit. He was he sent Georgia a letter. Yeah. Georgia's like, nah, we're good. <laughs> I, like, and I don't I don't pretend to know what's going on with with Evans or Jordan Birch for that matter. But um, yeah, Georgia landed on their feet without without Evans. Yeah. Um, not trying to be funny about that. No, they got a they got another uh, running back out of Moultrie, Georgia. Yeah. Dejan Edwards. Yeah. Four star to go along with Kendall Milton, who's already in school on that really good Colquitt County team. So the fun part about signing day finally being over for me is that we now have a date for G day. We get to start looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And baseball starts up soon. Basketball is currently I, up by one. Oh okay, well, that's, you know, that's how much time's up? Nine too much. Too much. Really fast. fast. <laughs> um, so you know, but this, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I, I made the mistake of engaging people on Twitter, and uh, people are like, yeah, it's just it's Fox all over again. It's not Fox all over again. It's not Fox all over again. First it off, might not work. It might not work, but it is definitely not Fox. But here's over. the thing: this is a. I mean, look, we're, we have. Six of a rotation of nine, six are true freshmen, yeah. right? Um, one of them is going to be gone next year. Uh, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We will have all of those rest of those guys back. Yeah. And that is when you start to see improvement because they play better together. They play, they, they know how to close out games. They don't get 20-point leads and blow them like <laughs> we've seen the past four games, um, including now. Yes, so, including this, uh, this they, very they, they've moment. They've blown this 20-point lead since we got in here. Since we've, <laughs> since we, we've been talking for 15 minutes. <laughs> since we poured our drink. Yes. Um, so the, not dry January anymore. But not dry back. January. I decommitted from that shit. Welcome back. So, um, <laughs> but you, you sent a letter to say, please <laughs> let me. Um, so I survived dry January. I did not lose any weight, but I feel better about my, I don't know what I got out of it. I don't, I don't feel compelled to come home. When did that become a thing? I've done it several, I've, I've done it. it. I've, I've done it. it. I've done it several January. You're going to do it again on. for Lent? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, 
So I did have my first king cake today, though. My first piece of king cake. King cake is a... Did you find the baby? I did not get the baby. Uh, someone else in the office got the baby. What happens if you get the baby? You got to cook the cake next year. Oh, okay. It's also good luck. What, is it it like is a, not, what does it taste like? King cake? Is it a cinnamon or something? It's, it's like, it's like I don't know. It's 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 a pastry, like uh, almost like a kringle, but a little less cinnamon and nuts and whatnot. But it's delicious. Uh, it came from Randazzo's in Metairie, so it's real stuff. Um, but... The um, so in, in talking about basketball, I mean, I don't think George is now down by two. Yeah, George's now down. By two. I mean, it's, it's Florida, it's a decent yeah. team. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, probably a lock NCAA. Well, maybe not quite lock yet. Well, but they're they're close. They're I mean they're they're on the good side of the bubble, three or four seat lines. Well, you knew it was going to go bad when I think Georgia started over five from the free throw line tonight. Well, Currently, uh, now the Florida is on a sixteen zero run right now. Sixteen. So, uh, yeah, that's not good. Wow. Well, that's how you lose the lead that fast. That is actually how it happens. Um, and this game is in the O'Connell Center. Um, so they're with their and latex roof. It's macro, better macro on basketball, it feels, you know, they're, they're not going to make the tournament barring some sort of incredible run. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I was going with this, yeah. Yeah. And and listen, this one of the things that was hopeful about this game, this game is not over. Now they're only down by two. Uh, this game is not over. They can come back and win this. Uh, they looked a lot better last week against Texas A&M uh, in, their, in their home game. Uh they looked a lot better in that game. You've seen – it felt like they were starting to get the wheels back on the car a little bit. We'll see what happens with this game. But even at that, I mean, the SEC is not incredibly strong this year. Which it, is surprising because it looked like it was going to be really strong. Yeah, early. I think it's just that some teams have fallen out. Tennessee falling has hurt. Uh, yeah. uh, Alabama falling has hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that – because of that, I mean, you looked, they played that Big 12 Challenge. They got pasted uh, yeah. mostly that Big 12 Challenge. Well, I mean, 10 and 9 Missouri is yeah. not something right. I would have thought. Right. right. And, and so it's not like Illinois in the Big 10. If you're in the Big 10, you can probably go 7 and 13 in the Big 10 and still have a chance to make the tournament. Oh, yeah. And, and Illinois is still within shouting distance of the. They are tied for first with, uh, with Maryland winning. right now. Yeah. They're tied, they played yeah. Maryland on Friday night. So, but, um, so it's a good year for Illinois. Um, but I will say that. I the this is Fox all over thing. It's obviously wrong, and Fox is also not particularly cruising with California right now. They were they were four and four at one point. Yeah, they had, they've had a couple like cute little wins uh, in the Pac-12. But more to the point, Georgia's probably not going to make the tournament, barring a uh, leaky uh, tornado roof at the Georgia Dome type run in the in the tournament. They're probably not going to make the NIT. To be honest, really? it's hard. The NIT, I, I, I was about to say the NIT, the NIT is, is a lot harder to make than it used to be yeah. because the NIT. What it does now is if you win your conference but you don't win your conference tournament, for example, single bid leagues. Yeah, uh, like yeah, like the like the Sun Belt or Sun, whatever. Yeah. Um, you get an automatic bid to the NIT. So okay. because of that, that has made the number of at-large bids much smaller for a 32-team 32 32 team tournament. Yeah. So it's a lot harder to get in. They, they might still be able to get in. They also are mid-major, more mid-major friendly than the NCAA tournament is traditionally. Yeah. So, uh, overall. Yeah, right. Um, so, so I think that, uh, uh, to me, that's okay. It's not a big deal. Like, it's not a big deal. I would have liked them to have been better this year. They're now down by seven. <laughs> um, I would have liked them to have been better this year, but... Uh, you know, Edwards is a good player who, when he goes to the NBA next year, 
Uh, looks like he's going to require a lot of work, to be honest. Well, I mean, look at Williamson. Yeah. I mean, he's, he came out of the, the box really hot, but now lately he's kind of cooled well, off. Well, he's been hurt. You know, he's been hurt. And, and to me, it's look at someone like RJ Barrett, like from my next. Yeah. Like that's a guy who has a lot of talent, but he's really young and really raw and he makes a lot of stupid mistakes. But the Knicks know he's going to be good. Is he going to be the superstar? No. John Morant's a superstar. Zion Williams is a superstar. They're probably the only two superstars from that class. But R.J. Barrett is someone... I think there's a lot of similarities between R.J. Barrett and Anthony Edwards. Someone that is probably not going to come in and take over the way that John Morant is. It's going to take some yeah, time. Yeah, keep him in. John Morant was a three-year player. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. It took him a, him a while as well. So the idea... That Edwards is not the transcendent. You know, we're, we're used to seeing these guys come in and just lay waste, and uh, um, and we have not seen that. And he's not that kind of. He's too. He's, he's so young that uh, he's not enough to get them to the tournament. This I don't game. think he's selfish enough in a, in a good way because I'm, at the end of the half tonight of the game, he he's hit not, nine seconds and he dished it off and they ran out of time. Well, he's certainly not. I think the important thing from my perspective is he's not Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons went to LSU what two years ago, yeah. right? And by this time, he's two, checked out. two years ago, he's not checked out. I mean, he wasn't even yeah. like wasn't even hanging out with his teammates yeah. and stuff like that. We've not seen that. We have not seen we that. No, not seen that. he's still enjoying playing. But you can make an argument that the same kind of inclination that would make him choose Georgia over, say, Duke, yeah, is the same thing that may be holding him back yeah. a little bit. And yeah. that, like, he's not a killer. He's not a killer. He's an awesome player. And he's physically talented, and maybe someday he will get there. But right now, he's not a killer. And uh, and you see it in his play. He, he defers a lot. He kind of falls asleep on defense a little bit. Um, and it doesn't mean he's not a great player. It doesn't mean he's not the best player on the team. He's going to end up with thirty points tonight. Like, but it's just you can't start scoring. He hadn't scored any in the second yeah, half. Like it's not enough. Of course, neither has anyone else in Georgia. So <laughs> how many how many points has Georgia scored in the second half? Because they scored 18. like forty something. They're down forty one eighteen in the second half. Yep. And they won the first half 41-26. Wow. So, um, uh, that's, they're going wild there in the condom. So, um, so anyway, so that, that, there's, your, there's your basketball minute. Uh, do, do, we want to talk, do you want to talk about baseball a little bit? Well, I mean, I think as we start out baseball, the, Georgia is ranked somewhere in the neighborhood of what? Four to uh, – well, um, Scott has lots of notes or trivia or uniform do, talk or something. All of um, uh, you know, Georgia is ranked from – I think it's seen as high as fourth to as low as tenth. Um, that's purely on the strength of pitching. We've said a few weeks ago, and I still stand by this, Georgia probably has the best weekend rotation in college baseball. Um, Got to find some bats uh, that where you – I mean, look, Georgia – it's unrealistic to think that Georgia's going to sweep all of their SEC um, – all their SEC series, right? It's also unrealistic to think that um, – they're going to be able to win some of those midweek games that you need to win early to establish yourself as a potential host. Um, if you're holding back your pitching and also you're an average hitting college baseball team, right? You just, at some point, you just have to be able to score runs because college baseball, you get into eight, eight to five games or 10 to, so you get into 12 to 10 games and you've got to be able to. You have to be able to score some. It's because it has a lot, of, a lot to do with the pitching. It also has a lot to do with the bats. And when you drop off from your third starter to your fourth starter, or even when you go to the bullpen, uh, can be I would say precipitous. It's not right, I and mean, we're not quite you know spawn and saying and pray for rain yet. But you you do have to figure out ways to score runs. Um, it will be an interesting watch this season to see how uh, Strickland handles the lineup. He. Um, 
when he first got here, he played a fair amount of small ball for college uh, because he came from he yeah. playing from a place where you had to manufacture runs. Yeah. Um, and it really did not work. It was not. <laughs> it, it it did a little bit, but then when the pitching fell off and the then, the recruiting yeah. fell off, it really went poorly. I mean, uh, I feel obliged every single time about baseball. Guys, <laughs> twenty years ago, two and a half years ago, we thought he was dead man walking. Yeah. Yeah, he was Absolutely. In fact, the, the year that they got hot, we thought he was toast. Well, yeah, even the yeah, first first three or four weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah. and and it now was last year, now no, they're two years ago. top five. I mean, yeah. they're they're their preseason what Georgia football is. Yep, like yeah. top yeah. five every year now, and that is. Absolutely remarkable. Because it's not like they brought in a new coach that changed everything. He is something you you never see. He, like, he changed his maybe his bench coach or yeah, recruiting but he, coordinator. But he still in charge. The point is, is sure. that like, yeah. like it's something that you you so rarely see in both college football and college basketball. When someone when people start to lose like when it starts to spiral, it goes fast. People yeah. never pull out of that ever. Yeah. And sometimes they'll talk them into it. And some, the closest you can come is someone like, I guess, Orgeron. But to me, that's even, that's not quite right because it, there was a short turnaround. Well, I mean, looking at it now, it's probably not the best. Well, it is a great example because he went, to, he went on to coach two power five teams and that would have been Willie Taggart to South Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he started that season. zero and five and was just yeah. like, you he's kept gone. you kept expecting. Okay, if they lose this week, he's fired. They end up six and five and win their bowl game, and then he gets the Oregon job. Yeah, right, right, right. And but that's getting like that feel like you never see someone turn around at their play. Like imagine. No, yeah, oh yeah. Like like look at to me a great example of this is look at USC. This oh. is almost the equivalent yeah. of uh, what's his name Clay Helton. Clay Helton starting. At, he, it's Clay Helton starting out zero and two, and then suddenly winning, going on ten, and, 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 then, game straight. and yeah. then putting together top five teams, top five team, yeah. top five team. That's it a great point. Absolutely remarkable, and you really don't see it in any other sport. It's really impressive. Yeah, yeah their bell cows, like Tony mentioned, is going to be Emerson Hancock and Cole Wilcox. They're respectively ranked first and eleventh in SEC draft prospects for. For next year, they're Hancock both, is first. They'll yeah. both be draft eligible. Uh, interesting thing: Kumar Rocker is not draft eligible. He'll, he's only a sophomore this year, so he'll he'll probably be the first pick in the draft next year uh, if he continues to do what he did in uh, the World Series last year. But I'm guessing he won't be actually just because really? you usually pick a young a pitcher schooler. like that. Yeah, you're gonna pitch a high, for someone like that. You're gonna pick a high schooler pitcher wise because mm-hmm. pitchers are so. Like you might see it, you see it occasionally, but usually you want from a college pitcher, you're not taking him unless it, like after he's after three years, they might have taken him one if he was doing if he was this pitcher three years ago. What you're saying is there's very few David Prices. There's very few David mm-hmm. Prices. Yeah, and he does he does uh, live and die by his curveball. So yeah. I mean, he's not a power pitcher like Hancock's right. a power pitcher. Yeah. Right. He's got. He's going to strike you out. He's got. Rocker is awesome. Obviously, he's local, and so yeah. I, I get it. But I, I think that uh, um, I, I wouldn't expect him to be a. I mean, people like him. I mean, Keith Law's written about him. Like you know, they, he's certainly on the radar. Well, Keith Law. Yeah, yeah I mean, Keith I Law's know. a smart guy. He and, is. Uh, um, but I would say that uh, I wouldn't. Ex- Rocker is so legendary at this point. Well, it's because of that no hitter he threw against Duke. Yeah. Last yeah. Year. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like everybody saw it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, no better in college baseball is impressive. Yeah. Um, the other thing that Georgia has going for him is uh, Cam Shepard, who was draft eligible, decided to come back. I don't think he had an error all of last season. You know, if your shortstop is playing error-free baseball, I think that's pretty good. Uh, in college the, baseball, that's yeah. huge. The bullpen is pretty strong. You got C.J. Smith and Ryan Webb, both lefties coming out. So when you do have Hancock and Wilcox starting, both right-handed pitchers, you got the lefty coming out of the pen. 
And really, like you said, Tony, offense is going to be an issue. There's, there's probably a couple of people that have not emerged. Maybe uh, the brothers Tate from Oconee County. Uh, they'll be sophomores this year. Uh, but Riley King and Pat Sullivan, first baseman and I think right fielder, are going to be um, your hitters. Now, the TV schedule was set uh, for baseball, and it was kind of disappointing. Well, because of the XFL. ESPN, ESPN, uh, the SEC lost a fair number of baseball slides uh, with the XFL on really? the weekends. Yep. Yeah. Two, uh, four, six. Our, there's our, nine televised from the ESPN networks to SEC network. Sure. But, but, like, saying, uh, but there's a ton on ESPN Plus. If you didn't yeah. the Plus, oh, you can probably yeah. watch every game. True. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I I our, our friends ESPN Plus. By the way, I, I think it is a terrific thing. It's, I get it. I don't get Plus, but I can see any game through my Charter Spectrum yeah. app. Yeah, I have the same. I have the same thing. I can because I have uh, the package I have for Directv. I can. Okay. I, it's, ESPN Plus is something I have. See, I've had always had ESPN Plus. If just for I reading. can't watch like the thirty for thirties on the Plus. Right, right, right. But I can, but you see, can watch any the game. see live games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, you can't watch like those hockey games that they're putting through. ESPN I haven't tried Plus, yeah. from <laughs> Slovakia. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean from the NHL. Yeah. yeah. What's the score now? Yeah, it was, why it's not? Uh, down by three. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How much time? Keeping it close, about four minutes, right? Uh, yeah, three and a half. So I do, I do want to talk about hockey for a minute oh, concerning my trip, but, but help oh, me for real? That. Yeah, yeah. So the, the last thing on baseball is that Baseball America did a projected field of 64 for this year, and they gave Georgia a number seven overall seed hey, that's, hosting. Host, that's a super regional host, so, so I'll take that. That's what you want. Top yeah. eight seeds. Yep. I really kind of think top eight seed is all you want. And the yeah. guys, the guys you're going to want to look out for this year, Player of the Year, first baseman Arizona State Spencer Torkelson. <laughs> he sounds like, I mean, honestly, he sounds like, I mean, he definitely sounds like the the SpongeBob. No, he sounds. Oh. I'm trying to think of the the um, God, the the '80s writer. No, the '80s writer <laughs> did all the movies around Chicago. That's John exact, Hughes. Yes, okay. he sounds like. He uh, sounds Torkelson. like he's he, the nerd. In the he sounds like class. the nerd that's, oh, yeah. that that is. Oh, I'm stuck sitting next to Torkelson. Right. That ends up dating the really pretty girl <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. you know, from Once Canada that he's always it. talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you like, in a John Hughes movie. If you like that guy's name. Thank you. The other player of the year uh, candidate is third baseman from uh, Vanderbilt, Austin Martin. Austin which sounds like Austin a car. Martin is the stud. Austin Martin's the stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also is a backup quarterback at Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, pitcher of the year, Kumar Rocker at Emerson Hancock. Hancock's ERA last year was one point six nine. Had a batting average against of one five seven. That's just nuts. That is, uh, listen, I love that. I, I hear stories all the time, and a lot of the listeners uh, that that went to college here a long time ago knows better than me. But like back, how crazy those party games that used to be. That, like how wild Foley Field games used to be. And I moved here, and the team was bad for like my first four or five years here, and there just seemed to be no buzz at all. Again, there is no state. Like it is. Difficult to overstate how easy it is for me to get to games at yeah. Foley Field. It is so close and they, to my They've house. sold out season tickets. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it is great. It's, it's great. also difficult to reproduce the drama and excitement that Gordon Beckham brought that year that he seemed to be bringing everybody back. And then Jeff Kepinger. Yeah. Also, Kep. with those late innings home runs, I mean, just towering shots, you know, winning games. Uh, one of the most exciting times was when they had a super regional against NC State, a team that Russell Wilson 
was, was playing on, yeah, second base, yeah, yeah, second for baseman, him. yeah. Um, and and they ran through NC State, and I think they also beat Georgia Tech in the regionals that year. But uh, Georgia they needs quite a some few. MLB studs. I think everybody thought Beckham was going to be that, and he wasn't. Kepinger even, yeah. I think you, I think that you need they like I we I did this a while back. Uh, I mean, Alex Wood's doing okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah I, it just there's no one that's really like. Broken huge like Vanderbilt has like a ton of those guys. Yeah, David and, Price. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm. I mean, uh, Dansby Swanson. Yeah, who's not great, but like clearly is. You know, they, they need like a huge breakthrough pro in a way that they've ha- haven't had one yet. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, in in the cool the cool thing that can happen with this team this year is that you can end up with um, you can end up with this team going really deep with pitching because frankly the part of what has hurt them uh in in the past two tournaments has been their pitching fell off right and yeah. we, we you just it just fell off or they were shut down like i remember duke they had the pitcher that shut georgia down yeah but um okay yeah any other sports we need to talk about? softball starts this week softball starts this week i love it so uh, going to softball games is very underrated i find that a very pleasant experience uh, anytime you go to a softball game, look for the kid that dresses up in the ump outfit and, and stands behind home plate and makes the calls. I love that kid that goes to the softball game, the oh. kids in the softball game all the time. Crap. So, um, you know, one of the things we talked about uh, with our sponsors from the game, our sponsors from the season, uh, I have joined the Bourbon Club mm-hmm. at the Main Street, uh, Pub on Main. Um, we went with my in-laws the other night, had the opportunity to talk to uh, my man Huey, Huey, who waited on us. Um, oh, yeah, we had and, Huey. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, yeah he, so he remembered us. Uh, Scott, you are podcast dude one. I'm podcast dude two. Will is podcast dude two if he's in there. Otherwise, he's podcast mm-hmm. dude three, I assume. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, just bring me the bourbon. But I will give him credit. He did remember exactly what each of the three of us drank. When we went outside to start our podcast, so that's that's some pretty imp- impressive stuff. And I will say that I did join the Bourbon Club. My wife and I, my father-in-law, all joined it. Um, it's fifty dollars. We're going to have the opportunity to get some um, to do some special tastings through the year, and also there's some discounts. And according to them, the, the discounts are tiered. So you go in and drink a certain number of bourbons, you get ten percent. You increase that number, um, not in one night, but over the course of the year, it can go up as high as twenty five percent, which is Substantial when you are not doing dry January, so um, yeah, we, we had fun in there. It's, it's a cool, little, it's a cool little place, despite them not sponsoring us anymore. But they, I think they'll do it again. In this yeah, I hope season. they do because yeah. I look. I, you know, I, we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, El Barrio is still open. Um, we did have that question. I had El Barrio, ask, no, El Barrio. Is they closed. They closed for the, the winter. Yeah, they closed for the a, season. There's a, there's a pop up coming up uh, in that place okay. for I, th- I think in a couple of weeks. Okay. To me, the I can't. Why we haven't talked about the real tragedy of what's going on in Five Points. Earth Fair is closing. Earth Fair. Earth Fair Just is, saw that. Earth Fair, that, that is... Uh, they're, they're closing everywhere. everywhere. Nationwide. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I, I think I read a thing where their Athens store is by far their most profitable store. Like, I, I can see that. I've never been in there where it's not crowded. It's crowded. And I went in there this week after this was announced, and it was very crowded. Was it? So uh, um, it was, it's a bummer. I have to say, uh, I have almost run, over, uh, I've almost run over Michael Stipe with my car five or six different times outside that Earth Fair. Because I can see he that. Is a, that. That is where I... Does uh, he walk slow? Uh, he's just... Shuffle. He's well, just, they have good kombucha there. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> it is definitely... I feel like uh, I'm waiting for Michael Stipe. He's doing a little solo career now. He's doing these, these charity songs. I'm I'm kind of expecting him to, uh, every time I'm, uh, 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 he's always in there. So I'm expecting him to write a song about it. Yeah. Are they going to lose? 
they're down by four with 43 seconds remaining. Yeah, that's, that's where Google has us, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, not, it's not going well. Not great. Okay, so I got a question for y'all. Um, we have Twitter questions. Yes. We have trivia. And then we have a new segment that I'd like to call, on a personal note, okay. dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. So dot, dot. what do y'all want to do first? Let's do on a personal note first. Okay. Perfect. I came up with this recently um, because I realized that all three of us have things going on in our lives that relate to the podcast or don't, but don't always get talked about or shared on Twitter. And I know, especially with Will, um, he writes all these great articles. It seems like he's got a new one coming out every day from everything from New York Magazine to, to Intelligencer to New York to Times. New York, New York Times. Times I saw week. an opinion piece in that. So I wanted to give this opportunity for Tony, Will, and myself to just share on a personal note some things that we'd like for you to check out. So, okay. Scott, please talk about your bunions. I thought this is this is not about your bunions. No, okay, I don't have bunions. Okay, <laughs> well then put your pants on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. Did you see why? the Kansas City Chiefs fan What's with that? his pants down that fell out of a tree no, yeah, at the parade? You should yeah. look at Rex Chapman on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Rex Chapman was that fan. No, yeah. no, no. He's that's the, a better story. He's the yeah. No, Rex Chapman the, has had an interesting second uh, phase oh, yeah? of his career <laughs> yeah. where he's just a. If a you don't Twitter follow him connector. on Twitter, then you're missing out. Yes. Um, uh, all right, do you want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the best way, for the record, the best way for anyone to find all the stuff that I write uh, is williamfleach.substack.com. I have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Yes, williamfleach.substack.com is a free newsletter that comes out every Saturday morning that not only has links to everything that I've written, but has a, an original essay uh, that for the last two weeks has been about politics, but I swear is not usually about politics. So um, anyway, but uh, so the, if you're if you're like, hey, I like that Will's right, and even though if I don't like his politics, uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, subscribe to it. That's where you can find it all. Last week was a particularly busy week uh, because I was a Super Bowl, so I had a piece in the Washington Post, I had a piece in the New York Times. Um, I had several pieces of New York because in addition to a Super Bowl happening, Kobe Bryant died. And uh, that was also a big story, uh, obviously, in the world of sports. So, um, uh, and I also wrote for Vulture about that Aaron Hernandez documentary, which I actually do not think is very good. And uh, I was surprised that there were people that did think it was good. So, uh, um, and, and one thing to look for moving forward, I, I had a very heady travel week. I came back from Mexico City on Sunday after seeing Wilco, which was amazing. Uh, it was, I knew it was going to be a good show because uh, I was at the show with my friend Bertus Downs, and who's the manager of REM, and he was talking to the manager of Wilco. And manager Wilco came over before the show and said, okay, so they've never played Mexico City before. And when they've never played a city before, they kind of do their greatest hit show. So it was pretty <laughs> awesome. It was pretty awesome. My yes, fav- please. My favorite part of it was that, uh, when uh, rather than when during whether it would be an encore, the particularly good song, the crowd would start chanting, ole, ole, ole. Wow, Wilco, Wilco. That's amazing. Oh, and, it was on, and, the, and the band like lost their bleep. Like, and that was were, and that was the same theater that was featured in Roma, in Roma the movie yes, scene. Okay, yes, yes. and uh, so it was a great show. Anyway, so I came back and literally on the plane. Uh, Kobe, the news came out that Kobe Bryant died, so I had to like write that wedge. And uh, but anyway, so after that, I had to fly to New York because I'm doing a cover story for New York Magazine on Kevin Durant. So I spent all of last Thursday in Kevin Durant's uh, high rise apartment in New York. It's very nice. I would think um, so. And um, I was very. I will save it for the story. But I was very impressed by Kevin Durant. I think he's a very smart, interesting guy who had a lot of interesting things to say. 
And uh, then I flew to the Super Bowl, and I wrote about the Super Bowl for New York Magazine. So I had a busy week. I don't know how to follow that. Yeah, I had a very busy... Your kids are now 19. It's not, yeah, it's not usually that. This is definitely one of those I'm away on a submarine (laughs) week, there's no question. Uh, But uh, but we're back to normal now. Uh, Next week, I will be in uh, Mattoon and Champaign, Illinois. I make my yearly trip trip, to the University of Illinois, where I soil the young journalism minds and tell tell them uh, how... Basically, what we do... I don't know if a lot of people know this, but what you do in journalism school is you get together and you're like, how can we control the media to promote our leftist agenda? It's mm. like a thing we all do. I believe that. Yeah, it's like it totally what like it's the first rule of journalism. Promote the leftist agenda. So uh, so I will have to like help them to make their leftist agenda promoting more efficient. <laughs> Uh, so that's what I will be doing there. And then I will also be watching the Big Ten first place Illinois Fighting Illini play Michigan. You know what you should do? You should tell them that you usually speak about Illinois for a brief second on your uh, highly rated podcast, podcast down in Athens, Georgia. Well, I love that you're always hustling, Scott. This yeah. is amazing. They, are, I have to say, they get a little sore at me sometimes because I used to do it when I lived in New York and I would fly back and I would go to Champagne for once, uh, once, a, once a year. And but I think they all were hoping someday I was going to move back. To, to the to central Illinois, and I didn't, and then uh, and but then I moved to another college town, yeah. <laughs> and I think they were kind of mad, like why didn't he move here? And I have many many reasons for that. So William F Leach dot Substack, I guess that's spelled how it sounds dot com. Yes, Tony, how can people find you? Um, well, if you, if you follow, don't know, if you don't know I'm on Twitter's. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the only thing I have going on, um, I have, because of my mundanity job, I did see our friend Ryan Skates fairly recently at a law school reception, of all mm-hmm. places, uh, and had a chance to, to chat with him just very do, briefly. Um, and, uh, you know, I said, remind you of the hockey thing. I am flying next week to, because we're bad at trips, uh, I'm flying to northern Michigan, Tra- Traverse City. And we are going, we, meaning my wife and a couple of my kids are going skiing in Boyne, on Boyne Mountain, which is in northern uh, Michigan. I do not ski because God put me in South Georgia. There's no snow. There are no hills. He knew what I was doing. And, um, but I am still going because I have been promised if I drive them from the airport to the lodge, I can drink what I want. And it's not January. But uh, what is up there? It's never dry January in Michigan, trust me. Oh, I mean the weather. Yeah. Uh, So uh, one of the things going on up there, though, and I plan on, I'm probably going to tube a little bit, and I'm definitely going to ride a a snowmobile because I've never done that before. Uh, One other thing I've never done, and I've always wanted to since I saw the, uh, what was that Russell Crowe movie where the U.S. hockey team, Freedom Alaska? Uh, Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska. I've always wanted to see pond hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it just happens to Mackinac. They are going to have, like, the largest... North American pond hockey tournament going on. I think I'm going to go see that because, you know, when else am I going to get the chance? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to be 14 degrees. Uh, The drink's going to freeze to my hand. I'm not going to enjoy myself. But it does feel like if you're a sports fan, it's the kind of thing you go and do. Like, Will, Will, I'm always impressed that you try to go to – like you went to the FIU basketball yes, game. Yes, when, when I was at the Super Bowl, and I, I yeah, I, anytime I can go see like a small college yeah. basketball game, it was funny actually. Uh, this is my side story on that. I went to the Florida International game. I met my friend uh, Noah. I ran into my, I didn't know he was broadcasting the game. My friend Noah Kozlov, who's a broadcaster, he used to be for MLB and Stadium. I've known him for a long time, but he was doing the call with um, uh, Doug Gottlieb. Mm. And Doug Gottlieb uh, did not seem enthused about covering a game that had like 
25 fans in the uh, stands. I think not. I mean, you got to hustle. You got to get paid. I get it. He was broadcasting for, uh, we know, stadiums. Stadium, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But uh, they were broadcasting. A friend, friend, of, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Michael Felder, yes, is there. Yes. Yeah. So, but I thought it was kind of funny that uh, Gottlieb definitely did not look like he was like really excited to be doing What happened Florida. to him? Well, he's, he's, he does stuff for CBS, yeah. and he's like, he's like a radio talker gap guy now. But I used to hear him a lot on ESPN. And yeah, he's not on ESPN anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much like, much like Will, when I travel, I try to go do neat sports things. I'm going to Montreal at the end of April. That's um, what we're thinking about going for spring break. So well, I have a conference up there, oh. and with any luck, uh, the Montreal is Impact, whatever the uh, MLB team. Impact. Impact. The Montreal MLS, MLS team. Yeah. They're playing Saturday night. So oh, you got to go. If I'm staying around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the conference ends Friday afternoon. Regretfully, I'm presenting at the last session on Friday afternoon. Uh, which How's your French? Uh, I don't probably be Francais too much. Au revoir, les enfants. Francois, uh, yeah, Francois. Uh, but yeah. I, but th- that does mean I have a legit excuse to stay uh, in Montreal on Friday night. And it's possible I will stick around and go, um, stick around, I'll go and watch the impact. Uh, there's also a possibility uh, that the um, Canadians will be playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If that's the case, I probably will oh, try to go see them. Yeah, that, I will try to go see them. Those because, are pricey tickets. Look, they are. And I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not the biggest hockey fan. Yeah, but, but it, hockey, yeah, the playoff, chance to go, go see—that's go. exactly right. Um, and one last thing, I, I did read with interest um, the vulture piece y'all did on gambling movies because I—I oh, yeah. I, unlike you, do not—I do not hesitate to gamble, especially yeah. playing poker. Um, yeah, you're right about Cincinnati Kid and Rounders. And as much as yeah. I love Rounders, as far yeah. as a poker movie goes. I'm a, I am an official Rounders skeptic. I think right. my quote about Rounders is: "If you ever meet a gambling person." They think this movie is Citizen Kane. It's Everybody else, it's, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. A, it's, it's a fine. fine. It's a right. good way to spend two hours. Right, right, right. Um, I can't argue the Cincinnati kids much better, obviously. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I've been on. The, yeah. What have I been up to? Wait a minute. Now, what's the segment we're doing? Uh, we're calling it. Believe it or not. On a personal on note. On a personal note. And it's kind of got a dot, dot, dot. dot. An ellipsis. Ellipsis. There we go. You got to put it in the right place. Uh, mine's not nearly as exciting. Uh, I do think we are, we're actively planning our spring break trip, which is coming up ever so faster. Have you ever been to Montreal? No. It's a great city. No, because we want to go to Europe, but. You go know, to Montreal then. Our, yeah. So it's kind of like. And plus, two years ago, we thought we were going to Canada, and I got my kids passports and they're like dad we never use our passports they don't even look like us anymore you know because they're growing up uh so yeah we're we're efforting that but i will be going to the gwinnett county airport uh coming up pretty soon which is almost like montreal it's almost like montreal but i'm not flying anywhere i'm getting recertified for my faa drone pilot's license nice. you have to have that done every two years has it been two years yeah we've been doing this podcast crazy i know i know so i've got to get recertified because i do fly commercially and did i have hair when we started this what this conversation no (laughs) (laughs) this segment yeah yeah um but uh one other thing i'd like to to mention is that um a friend of mine uh who works for sonovas bank locally reached out to me and asked if I would donate a photograph uh, of the red Sanford Oh, pick. cool. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. In fact, I'll donate a couple of photographs. And so I was going to tell our listeners, if you do have a fundraiser and you know how, whenever you're doing these, like they're, it's called Starry Starry Night for their fundraiser. And you know, that's one of the hardest things to do is like to find people to donate stuff or this and that. If you have a legitimate fundraiser and you'd like to auction something off, and if you're a listener of Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast, 
reach out to me. I'd be happy to donate something. Heck, the three of us will take a picture and sign it and donate that if that's worth anything. I, have I don't think it is. But yeah, I mean, we'd love to help out if it's a legitimate donation. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out to us on that. Uh, cut this next part if you want. Uh, so mark that. But don't we owe someone dinner? I was just about to say. Um, <laughs> Leave it in. Yeah. yeah. We will not cut that. <laughs> so a... Uh, Mark Warren, uh, he did win a dinner. It's the uh, dude I, met, I saw before. Yeah, the Atlanta, he's a Cardinals, Cardinals fan. Yeah. Uh, and he started listening to us because he followed you, okay. uh, but also is a Georgia guy. Uh, he is getting so a Cardinals his, fan and a Georgia guy. He's getting his doctorate yeah. in kinesiology, I want to say. Um, I have been in touch with him as recently as uh, shortly after the end of the baseball season. He is a basketball coach, high school basketball right, coach so as well. Got, so he's, so he's got some stuff going right. on. Um, Does he, he, he lives in town? He lives in town. So okay, probably what we're going to do is maybe have everyone stop to the house, cook some steaks, throw some fun. potatoes on the grill. Right. Yeah, so if you can get your grill fired up, we'll be over there. Just let us know what time. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to Will. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. You're going to your house. Then bring it. That's While we're going to Will's house. <laughs> it's just close to my house from here. Yeah. Um, I would be down. Plus, I, I have the grill. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I assume you have a grill. We have a grill, but I yeah. mean, so, I'm, I'm not the master of the yeah. grill the way that uh, there is. Nobody can. Well, I mean, people can stack up to you, but you're pretty. No, good. well, I mean, look at me. I know food. Yeah, I do not know. Food. You get a food. You get a body like this. You yeah. got to work for it. All right. So, do you want Twitter questions? Yes. All right. We're what, gonna, what's the other thing? Trivia. Fire cell. Trivia questions. All right. Let's make it quick. Quick answers. We'll see. From Jim Wood. I disagree. Oh, next. You don't want to do Jim. We'll skip Jim. No, no, no. Uh, I love Jim. Jim like, no, no. put Jim up. We're gonna, we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip Jim. Well, we're skipping Jim. Why yeah, Jim I want to hear Jim's we'll question. We'll put him in. I'll, I'm, I'm going to move him <laughs> to the middle. I'm in. shuffling the deck. Okay. Uh, this is from Seth P underscore Johnson. Emerson? Oh. What's up, Seth? Uh, thoughts on Coley at AM as tight ends coach? Anything to read into that? He was not given a full offense somewhere. I mean, he was. I think that was a soft landing spot for him. He had worked for Jimbo before. Nothing to read into there other than coaches helping out coaches, and Jimbo had a spot. Yeah, there's not a lot of open offensive coordinator spot at yeah. that particular time yeah. of the season. Didn't he take someone with him? Um, like an sure. analyst? Okay. Yeah. Sea uh, Dog Knight, does the combo of new coach Sam Pittman and transfer Felipe Franks make Arkansas a sleeper in the SEC West? No. I didn't think so no. either. That makes them more interesting. Sure. Do they Whole play SEC Florida this year? More interesting. I mean, sleeper to finally win a game? Sure. I don't think they play Florida. Uh, that this, would be amazing, though. That would be. Uh, this is from Robert Bruce, 76. Thoughts on this recruiting class? Currently either one or two based on what happens tomorrow. He sent this two days ago. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Who are some instant impact players you see in this class? I mean, I Tate Ratledge probably will start next year. Um, right? That's the, the offensive lineman. Um I mean, Broderick, Broderick Jones. Jones also. I think, I think you could see Broderick Jones and Tate Ratledge yeah. be in the two deep. Yeah. At both tackle spot. Oh, yeah. Completely. Um, a couple you know guys. who will not play? Who? Cade Mays. Calls a consortium. <laughs> Just looking down the list, I think um, Major Burns, the safety out of Baton Rouge, he's already enrolled and has one of the greatest names ever. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm going to spend the whole time wondering where Hotless Hulahan is. You just need to know that. But then we got uh, Darnell Washington, the five-star out of Las Vegas, and you pair him up with Trey McKitty yeah. uh, <laughs> as the tight end spot. I think that's something. And Keeley Ringo, yeah. which is another. Is it Keeley or Kylie? Keeley. Keeley. It's Keeley. Okay. Keeley Ringo reminds me of uh, uh, West Blankenship's uh, Coffee Town stuff. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So that's the answer to that. Um, all right. 
at P44 underscore Haynes. This is Heath. Should Jackson Muschamp have a psyche valve to check in for temporary insanity? No. Why? He, why? he I love him, man. He could be playing for his father. That should tell you something. Yeah. That is it's weird to I mean it's weird. Uh, look, the story on him is he is he is famously um independent of his parents and um I mean they have an okay relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's he's not just like, like that, it's right. yeah, it's not like it's he's not like he he's not getting a nose piercing because it pisses off yeah. dad. He's not right. like Rick and Keel, who had like no relationship with his dad. Like yeah, he has a good not, relationship. He lives with, I'm not friends in with the Rick home Ankiel, that his so. dad has. Right? Yeah, so I'm saying yeah. like you said a weird relationship with his dad, but I didn't know if it was like a Bad relationship. No, this is not Patrick Reed. Right, uh, right. We're talking. We're just talking about a guy that thinks on his own. His parents have given him the space to do that. Right. right. Well, that's that's that's, that's, that's admirable, that's, and that's I'm admirable glad he's here um, until he gives plays to Will. I love him, I don't man. Think, like, gonna, I don't think that's going to happen. There's going to be there's going to be a dude on the Georgia roster that's going to run onto the field with Muschamp on his back. That happened 20 years ago. I know, but now anymore. it's happening now. But I want to take the first one's diploma away. Well, we'll see. All right, this one. Uh, this one comes from Jim Wood. He popped up. <laughs> I moved him back up. Thanks, Jim. Up the meter. Thanks. Sorry, Jim, for having to put you in timeout for a Jim while. Jim Wood is so four minutes ago. Well, <laughs> this is uh, apropos Ish, for the question. Ish. Very, very appropriate for the question he asked. Uh, he says, uh, "What's up? Why haven't you guys reviewed Rad as a reboot yet?" Wait, oh. sorry, wrong podcast. Rad, yes, yes. I believe Jim Wood may have gone, may have uh, requested Rad to uh, for us to do uh, on Grizzly Leach. In fact, if I remember the review correctly, I think he says to blame J.E. Skeets, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the NBA guy. For the serves. I didn't know that was Jim, but uh, now uh, I'll move it up the I'll move it up the queue. And then he his real question. He says, "Can Crean and Company salvage this season, for that matter?" How would you define salvaging this season at this point? I have to say, winning at Florida, which they just did not do, mm-hmm. uh, would have been a no, really no nice direction. Yeah, yeah, sorry, would have been a really nice direction to go. I don't think you can salvage. Like you can, the only way you can salvage this season is now. The by, NIT is the most reasonable place to if salvage. You can make a run <clears throat> in the SEC tournament. It doesn't mean you have to yeah, win it. Okay, but if you can get to the semis. And give Edwards a national television moment and get everyone going, okay, Crean's got him coming. That is how you salvage the season. You're not making the tournament. I don't think the NIT really matters. But what you want is, again, I'm going to go back to Illinois for a moment. When Bill Self first took over at Illinois, he had a team that finished last in the Big, T- in the Big Ten. But they made a huge run in the Big Ten tournament all the way to the championship game of the tournament. They lost that game, but everyone was like, oh, Illinois coming, and they were right. And then Illinois was in the Final Four four years later. That's what you want to see. You want to see some sort of shakeup on the national stage. And the SC tournament, the SC tournament is really kind of your only chance to do that. And I would the one thing I would add to that is continue to play well. I, I get that they blew a 20-point lead, yeah. and that's fine. It's a young team. That happens, even though it's now happened four games in a row. That's far preferable to being behind 20-plus sure. points and losing by 30-something points on the road in Mississippi State. Yeah. And that is, that is sign of progress. All right. This uh, question comes from Doug Dumont, fraternity brother of mine, friend of the show. I think it's his first time, uh, long time, first time. Thank first you, Doug. Time, uh, Thank you, Doug. Tweet. He says, will Jamie Newman be the starter next year? Yes. <laughs> Any repeat of Grayson Lambert possible, dude threw 11 picks in the ACC last year. 
Um, I mean, sure. I mean, I think that's always a possibility when you have a transfer quarterback. Um, I would I, say that uh, Newman did a little bit more uh, bef- uh, than Grayson Lambert did before he came to Georgia. But I think the point is taken, which is the idea that, like, people have been so excited about Newman being a different kind of quarterback and the new offensive coordinator. I do think expectations for Newman have gotten a little crazy. Yeah. Like, he's obviously a good quarterback. He's probably the best quarterback Georgia could have gotten in this potential situation. I mean, there's a reason he was recruited to Wake Forest. There's a reason that he went up against a really good defense last year. And again, he had Wake Forest's offensive line. But the idea that, like, aha, now we've got a guy that's going to work. Like, you're not getting Kyler Murray. You're not getting Jalen Hurts. You're not getting... You're getting a guy that a good coaching staff will get the most out of. I don't know if you're getting that. I mean, I've seen him like I think he's like a top. Tw- if you go to Vegas, Osborne Heisman, yeah, he's like in the top twenty-five. Like that's like easy. So let's uh, I, this this brings up an interesting point. If you had to guess what Lambert's stats were at Virginia vis-a-vis Georgia, what would you say? So Virginia, his last year in Virginia was 14. What would we say his passing percentage was? 24 of 25. For the year? No, for the season. No, he's doing the Grayson Lambert thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I do like that, though. That's, that, that is a good way to win with me. Um, Grayson Lambert at Virginia. His stats, 154, 261 for 59%. Uh, 1,634 yards. He did lose the starting job that season. Um, 10 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Uh, a quarterback rating of 115. For Georgia, and this is – it's important that we don't, we don't forget that his season was not nearly as bad as it was made out to be. 162 at 256, 63%, 1,959 yards, in, considering he didn't play one game, <laughs> um, 12 TDs, two interceptions on the season. Two. That was his whole deal. Yeah, that, was that was his whole deal. deal. And – so if you're asking me, are we getting Grayson Lambert in that he won't throw interse- he'll throw interceptions? First off, the premise is flawed. Yeah. Grayson Jamie Newman's going to throw more than two interceptions without next year. question. He better. Uh, well, <laughs> like honestly, he better. Not just he better. I just think the and you say he better because of the structure of the offense, right, 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 right? But he is also. I mean, the book on him is he can be careless with football and, and trust his arm too much. Um, but we there also is a world where I mean it's unrealistic to think he's going to be Kyler Murray or even dare I say Justin Fields, but it is altogether possible he can be a more mobile, more downfield passer than Jalen Hurts, or even show some of the so show some of the things that quarterback up in Clemson has so uh, with Lawrence. So I mean those things are on the table. That's the range. That was a good question. That that that, that was yeah. that was a good. That was a good Doug's one. good people. He's an attorney in Atlanta. Yeah, that's a lot of people are lawyers. Well, I, I like to have a podcast on blog. I like to think that him listening to this podcast is somehow a billable hour somewhere out there. <laughs> that's true. It is. All right. This comes from Casey Dillard, KRD Texas. Please, please draft my daughter. She says, "What's the kicker situation look like? Do we even know?" Yeah, we, we just signed a three-star kicker. Jared um, Zirkel. Jared Zirkel. I out mean... Of, out of Texas. We offered a scholarship to a kicker. The kid can kick. I mean, he doesn't... He's not... We don't know... We don't know what his... Uh, 
how he feels about wearing his helmet during interviews yet. So let's just slow a roll on whether yeah, we I'm don't not, love him enough. I gotta but tell until you, we know that, I cannot, I can't put my love somewhere else. I have to say, I am not ready to talk about any other things. <laughs> I'm really not. All right, this comes from at Bulldog Gems, G E M E S. Brief Cardinals preview from Will. I responded no, but <laughs> I will. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do. Uh, uh, if he wants to email me, I will give him a Cardinals preview because uh, I'm going to do this for the for the WSLS listeners. I just, if we're talking about in personal news, I just did a big NL East preview for MLB.com. There's their big, huge, like 2,600 word. Big expansive previews and uh, and the, you know the Braves. You people seem to like the Braves for some reason. So I did a big preview of the Braves. I did pick them second in the NL East this year, behind the Mets. I actually think the Mets are very undervalued heading into the season. So, so for the third season, third season in a row, they've been picked second. Um, I think I picked the Braves first. I think I picked the Braves first last year. Oh, did you? Okay. How do you feel about Ozuna signing? I mean, I've watched Azuna for two years. Um, be prepared for comical moments in the field. Um, <laughs> and I don't even, he's like a horrible fielder. No, but he just, just has a lot it, of comical moments. Like when Ryan, it goes down, it goes down. Like yeah. Ryan Klesko ish. Yeah, no, he, 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 like he's a better, he's a good athlete. Not that right. Klesko wasn't a good athlete, but like he's faster than that. He actually has better range. He just has times, there's a famous uh, clip from last year where he climbed the wall to catch a ball and it landed about 15 feet in front of him, uh, which was incredible. <laughs> I was say, hit his and, feet, right? <laughs> uh, so he has a lot of moments like that. He's kind of a spacey guy, so be prepared for that. Um, he's also a little unreliable, and he'll go through stretches for like a month and a half where you're like, this guy, I can't even watch this guy. Like, he'll you can, he'll have like a month and a half where you all you got to do is throw him a curveball in the dirt, and he'll swing like he's going to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, 500 feet. And then he'll have a two-week stretch where he carries your entire team. That is what you're getting with Azuna. Uh, so he is very frustrating, but also is incredible when everything's going. He was great against the Braves in the playoffs. I was about to say, the playoffs um, is, was the high points. But I would say that, uh, but I didn't pick the Mets. Uh, and it looks like he puts a whole can of dip in his lip when he comes up to bat. So he is up, but for a Cardinals preview, I recommend subscribing to the Seeing Red podcast, where I and longtime St. Louis Post Dispatch columnist Bernie Miklas talk soon to be weekly about the St. Louis Cardinals. We follow each other on Twitter. Seeing Red follows WSLS yeah. and yeah. trade barbs during the baseball season. Yes. I control that account. No. So you're really come just on. talking to me. <laughs> I could just text you then. <laughs> yeah, if you want. <laughs> All right. Uh, this comes from at Dogs GATA. He says, Scott, did your dad collect challenge coins when in the Air Force? I don't know. I don't. I had never heard of that. When, I, when he calls, I, ask. Huh? When oh, he yeah. calls, ask. I'm sure he'll call yeah. very soon. My father is another is also an Air Force. Ask, ask Brian so, about yeah, I'll, I'll challenge ask, coins. I will ask, I'll him ask about Gene. He says, if so, DM me. So Will's going to ask his dad. Yeah. I'm going to ask my dad, and if, if they say yes, we will. Because my dad was in the Air Force too. Can I ask? <laughs> no. Okay. Yes, you can. <laughs> I'll we'll, text we'll my dad. All, I'll do it first. We will all ask. My dad's uh, asleep. This is uh, from at Arena Apothecary, Travis Lund. Ain't got a specific query. Just damn happy y'all are back. Us too. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. This comes from uh, Lynn v- Vitri at ASC Dog One. What are you thinking will happen with our coaching vacancy? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's so hard to read tea leaves. Um, you know, obviously there's somebody 
I would be very surprised if there's not somebody Kirby has in mind. Um, it's not going to be Mark D'Antonio. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's just a, I wanted yeah, to I make know. a snarky comment. I'm with it. That's, that's all the, I have. You, you that's have, all I have there. The fact that he resigns the day before signing day. And resigns right after he's involved in a lawsuit. Yeah. Like well, an hour. Let's be, let's, let's be fair. It's Michigan State, so. Yeah, so the, a lawsuit was always coming. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from Jim Dog 8 Jimmy Duncan. Bigger loss, from or Rodrigo? From. from. I love Rodrigo, but obviously from. I mean, in my heart, Rodrigo, but from. But also, like the, let, me, let me say, man, did the Super Bowl miss an opportunity, or did State Farm miss absolutely. an opportunity? The commercial with... No, but with, you, you know he was at Radio Row wearing a State Farm shirt. I know, but we were waiting. The commercial, literally the commercial where... I was telling everybody, I was awful. like, watch this, Jake I said, Fromm's Jake Fromm's about to lean the thing, and he didn't lean across, I'm like... You know, missed such an opportunity. Yeah, but it's worth noting that like the rest of the country doesn't give two craps about Jake Fromm. I and, don't care um, about the rest of the country, Will. But I would know he was on radio at the Super Bowl, and it's funny he was wearing a State Farm shirt, and he was Jake from State. Like as we all said, we talked about fair, fair, fair pay for fair play. That's a that is a marketing opportunity that in any sane world he would have been able to take advantage of for the last three. Years. I mean, I would say you say no one in the world cares, but I mean there are 11 million people in the state of Georgia. I know, and but so not you could shut progressive out. I'm just saying the rest, <laughs> no one outside of Georgia cares. I'm not saying I'm from. Uh, I, there have been uh, a lot of mock drafts are starting to come out now. Uh, I have not <clears> seen anyone that hasn't been the first round. I don't think anyone was expecting that. But now I've seen – last I saw, I saw seven quarterbacks above him okay. uh, on that, including Jacob Eason, including uh, – um, I mean, lots of people. Yeah. But uh, I've – Seven. Uh, and whatever. I saw a mock draft of him going in the second round to the Panthers. I've seen the Panthers a few to times. To be with Joe Brady. Yeah. I've seen the Panthers good, a few that'd times. That'd be a good marriage. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Is Cam Newton back? They, he's a free agent. He, it's hard to say. Yeah, they don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, they, they don't know yet. All right, a couple more questions. This is from uh, Farmer underscore dog, Trey Hart. He says, fullbacks, good or bad, discuss. <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole podcast on fullbacks, but I think the game as it stands today, and Kirby has validated that by changing the scheme. Um, if you have a fullback, it has to be someone – uh, it has to be of Ron Haynes who can catch the ball out of the backfield and also tote the rock some. It's somebody that you're not giving away half the playbook if you have him in the game. Um, so in, in that vein, they're going away. I mean, you, you, you can get flex tight ends or other guys back there to, to, to do the blocking for you that are, propose multiple weapons and out beyond the, the dive handoff underneath. Kind of, you don't see Tom Rathman's come through the door anymore. Mike Allstott. Yeah. Yes. Right. Larry although right. although yeah. a fullback scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, Harvard. Yeah. Fullback scored a touchdown yeah. in the Super Bowl. It's nice to see guys from Harvard getting a break. Yeah, they finally finally succeed. And Trey has one more question. This will be the last one. He says, Braves are dogs on the diamond. They had equally craptastic endings to last season. I hard disagree. Uh, the way the I Braves actually thought game, the, Braves, the ending the way of the Braves the, series was incredible. The way the Braves game, <laughs> the way the Braves series ended, was far worse. I uh, highly disagree. Yeah. So yeah, the only good thing about the Braves, the way the Braves ended, was that there was no stress the rest of the game, and traffic, I, traffic that, was not I bad. Traffic I was not bad. I mean, yeah, I said this when it happened. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think my daughter and I and you and your parents were the only ones that stayed the whole game. Oh my, this the platonic ideal baseball game. People always like, what's the best game you ever saw? That might be the best baseball game yeah. I ever saw because I don't. It was like, ten nothing. It's ten. Yeah, like think yeah. about the think about this way. Like 
if we think about the Rose Bowl as like the best baseball, best, best Georgia game we saw, but it's because they won. Yeah, like, the kick in the not, balls is a whole different thing. Yeah, like it's not. It's only fun now. But the actual experience of those first, it's exciting, but it's only exciting because in retrospect you won. Yeah. When the Cardinals score 10 runs in the first inning, yeah. I just like sit and drink and celebrate for three hours. It's a, it's a platonic ideal of the experience. Only yeah. in retrospect do I mean, we enjoy these close games. Look, the cool part of everyone leaving is my daughter got on the Jumbotron like 17 times. And <laughs> yeah, they weren't showing Cardinal fans. Yeah, yeah, we had fun. All right. Despite the game. You want to get into trivia? Yes. All right. So this trivia has to do with uh, season ticket renewals. Okay. Because our season ticket renewals are due on February 15th. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know when you owe me. Yeah. Will. Will well, and I share yeah, season right. tickets. But I don't share them. I contribute to the fund. They are yeah. yours yeah. when I purchase them. Okay. Only six home games next year. That's right. But to, it, to it doesn't. Your, does it not change? Site. It doesn't change. It only changes for the price of the tickets, not the, it donation. For the donation. Although there's some thinking the donation is going to go down again. That'd be nice. Hartman Fund donations are due February 15th. It's basically our own PSL for those that might not know. Oh no, you're just contributing to a nonprofit. No. You're trying to help out the student athletes. Yeah, come on. What are you, why are you being so cynical about this? PSLs for professional football. This is for the good of the student athletes, Scott. So Will, where Will and I sit in 118, we have to donate $300 per seat. Okay. In 2019. Over 14,000 people gave to the Hartman Fund. Out of the 50 states in this union, how many had at least one alumni or person donate to the Hartman Fund? Oh, okay. So, the, so what, you're, the, 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 what the question is, resident of that state, how many states had them? So you, why don't you set an over-under? Yeah, do, do, yeah, can you give us an over I'll set an over-under. Yeah, you set an over-under now. I would say the over-under is like 37. I would say like it's high. Okay, let's, I'll make it 30. I'll make the over-under 30. Oh, hell, I was going to take the over on 37, so I'll definitely take the over. Yeah, I will take the over on 30. Yeah, I bet. Can you I'm, give a number? I'm going to go with 43. I was thinking 45. 46. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So you know what the next question is? What ones don't, don't have? Name the four states okay. where there are no Let's Georgia fans. Let's do hot potato. Let's do hot potato. Uh, Alaska. That's correct. Vermont. That's incorrect. Yeah, it's got to be Vermont. Um, how about Wyoming? Incorrect. Damn. There's Georgia fans in Wyoming. Hawaii. No, there's Georgia fans yeah, in Hawaii. Well, there are Georgia fans in lots of places. I'm just now I'm saying they donated. Yeah. Um, North Dakota. That's correct. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of yeah. Two left. Okay. North Dakota. Yeah. Let's go with South Dakota. Nope. Idaho. Nope. Mm. Small states. No. Um, you said Wyoming? Yeah. Montana? No. See, I don't think it No, I'm the cool. You think, think, I'll give you a hint. I'm not think, of where, think of where people couldn't give two craps about college football. See, I didn't think any of those East Coast places would be up there. Like Rhode Island? Delaware? That's correct. Delaware? Rhode Island? Yeah. Delaware's got a lot of people. One more. No, okay, Connecticut. Connecticut, Connecticut too. too many people. Further north. Maine? That's it. Oh. So Alaska, North Dakota, Maine, and Rhode Island. There are no Georgia fans. Well, that's, that's why I went with Vermont, <laughs> yeah. right? They're, they're I have always making, thought, by the way— And if, if you're a listener of this podcast that happens to live in one of those states, 
Let us know. For the record, if I ever retire, and I will ever retire, I will die at my desk typing letters. Yeah. But Maine is where I retire. I think Maine is the most beautiful state. That you no, it's fantastic it's, until I would, November. I would, I would. And you get no daylight. Oh, my but God. But you wouldn't care because you'd be writing. Yeah, I don't care. Maine's a beautiful state. When Maine is, when the weather's right, Maine is the most beautiful place in the world. Agree. I've been there. It's quite nice. Um, all right. So Georgia, the state of Georgia, has the most people donating, 12,520. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the rest of the top five, six, or seven? Okay. Did you have the top 10, or how many do you have? I have the top eight. Okay, let's okay. do the top eight. Sure. Um, Florida. Florida is number three with South- 368. South Carolina. South Carolina is number two with 459. Um, okay, let's go with Alabama. Alabama is number six, 141. Tennessee. Tennessee's number five with 171. There's one that's fourth with 277. Um, Texas. Donors. Um, Texas is number seven, 136 donors. North Kakalaki. North Carolina has 277. They're ranked fourth. And then number eight. What was number one? Georgia. Yeah. Oh, okay, number two. Number okay. two. So it's Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, North Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, and is it a state? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it is it in the South? No. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Is it New York? No. Is it California? No. He's going to say Virginia. No, that's ninth. Okay. It's not in the South. What is it? Is it Illinois? It's Illinois. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. Okay, cool. Good I guess that's Chicago crowd yeah. or, or yeah. Mattoon crowd. It's or, probably not Mattoon. There's a whole lot of people in uh, Sullivan that like the dogs. Mm-hmm. I love the Sullivan shout out. Okay. Home of the Little Theater. It uh, is a Little Theater. Which is owned by John Hamm's theater uh, teacher. Really? Yep. When I met John Hamm for the first time, we, uh, it was, he, was, he had taken his little th- the owner of the Little Theater to see Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, the th- when first time I met John Ham, same thing. I think I told Jennifer that you had John Ham's cell phone number, and she about <laughs> fell out of her chair. <laughs> I should, yeah. I had to tell my wife to put her pants back on. It was really <laughs> unseemly. No, I, I'm actually, I don't. It, just as a side thing, I got on that because this is this is the weird part of this. I was on the Sklar Brothers podcast. You know, Sklar Brothers. Yeah, yeah. they sound the, alike. Yeah, they, they're twins, and um, so they would. Uh, they don't actually look alike. I actually don't think they look that much. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, former guest on the Will Eat Show. Uh, anyway, they are up there from St. Louis, so they are also buddies with John Hamm. And so I got on their text list for the, <laughs> about blues. the blues, right? Yeah. I just don't care <laughs> enough about the blues. But you have John Hamm's number now. Yeah, so, so they would just like constantly text all this, like, what a bullshit icing call. And I was like, I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm at like my kid's baseball game. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> and you're, like, watching te- this. You text some random hockey. I was like, just take Come me on. Yeah, take me <laughs> off of this. I can't. I'm not following this. All right, a couple more questions. Um, so, like I said, our tickets are in Section 118. It requires $300 per seat. Sky Club tickets cost $1,200 per seat. What's the most expensive seat? S- seat? Like a seat seat? And, and when I say Sky Club, like Sky Suites. Um, you know, the ones no. in the... You know, the top part sure. over the south and north part. So you're so asking what the most expensive... There's something more expensive than Sky, Sky Club or Sky Suites. Uh, I don't think I have that. I don't think I have No, I, no clue. I didn't know what it was until I saw it. Yeah? It's called the Champions Club. Okay. And you can find it online. There's a, there's a picture of it. It is one half of Section 207 
on the north side 50-yard line. Okay. So it's beside the president's box. It's $2,250 per seat. Are are those the ones that get access to the box so you can buy the warm beer and see the television? It was the president's box, but when the Sky Suites were constructed, he insisted that he have a Sky Suite. Yeah. And so now you can actually get... Champions Club. I'm sure they're taking classic, no. classic Mike Adams. Um, yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, that was back when when Mike Adams. Um, and so I looked it up. I went to the website and it has an FAQ. This is kind of what you would expect. The first sentence says, "You're welcome to visit friends and family in the stadium. However, they are not allowed to join you in the Champions Club." Checks out. <laughs> Do not look if your your friends and family are not allowed to look in the direction of the Champions. That's kind of. I mean, there was there was a yeah. there was some more after that, but I stopped yeah. right there because it sounded better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what's the cheapest PSL for the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, no clue. Seventy-five, seventy-five dollars. I bet it's more than that. Um, I'm going to say two fifty. Six hundred thirty dollars oh, in the worst wow. seats in the stadium. So, you get a better brand or better uh, brand of football. Six hundred thirty dollars. Wow. Yeah. So I wouldn't pay that. I would recommend just waiting until they fall apart and get tickets on step up like a normal person. All right. True or false. And this has nothing to do with um, the Hartman fund donations. This is something I discovered today. So I figured I'd ask you a question. So I kind of gave it away. True or false. The university of Georgia has an official podcast. Like university of Georgia athletics right. has an official podcast. True. I think they call it the dog cast, don't they? No. It's called the Georgia Bulldogs podcast. Podcast, right. I knew there was some sort of dumb pun. Uh, (laughs) But. uh, Offense, John. So I looked around. A lot of it is uh, the Bulldogs live. You know, it's an interview with Tom Crean or it's just recorded from like there's Scott Strickland, Kirby Smart, you know, press conference, everything like that. However, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and I think nine episodes published that our listeners might find interesting. In fact, episode one, it was launched in August of 2019. Episode one is the final 30 minutes of the Rose Bowl. That's okay. it. That is, you know, that's I have perfect. Say, yeah. I have been trying to sell, as you guys know, I write for MLB.com. I've been trying to sell them on a podcast that's literally just great radio calls yep. of awesome baseball moments. People would love, mm-hmm. love, oh, they, love I download the shit of that. Oh yeah. my yeah. God, I'm going to download this yeah. immediately. Episode now. one, the, and it said, that's what it's titled, the final 30 minutes of Rose Bowl. Because I, I, I didn't get to listen to this. It starts ball. right after Sony's fumble. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to tell you, because I, you know, I, if, if, for the record, if you ever drive around, drive uh, down Millage in the morning, you will very likely see me running down there. I am always listening to the podcast. I guarantee you. You will run I faster. I will run faster, and I will listen to this podcast, because that's, that's, that, I think all official sports teams podcasts should be interviews with the coaches. Not the players, because the players are – they should be like – like there's a Kirby Smart show, right? Right. That should be on there. Yeah, and um, I think it is. Yeah, but there should be – and the Tom Queen show should be on there. But like they should be radio calls of great moments. That's a terrific idea. But, a, and that was definitely Will talking about running down Millage. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not, not Tony. I, I'm sorry that I made fun of the pun of their name because that actually sounds like a pretty awesome So there's some other games uh-huh. on there. The 1959 Auburn game. Okay. Pre Larry Munson. Okay. I don't even know who's calling. Ed Delinius. Okay. Uh, Nineteen ninety Alabama. Okay. Two thousand one Tennessee when the oh, goalposts came boot, down. Yeah. So, no, no, no. That's, oh, yeah, that was two thousand. That was two thousand. So yeah, hobnail boot game. So you can relive that with yeah. Larry Munson. Uh, Nineteen eighty four Clemson. Okay. Is that the Butler kick? Yeah. 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 Yards. Yeah. 
97 Florida. Okay. Georgia, Florida. Uh, 1975 Kentucky. Okay. Uh, 2004 Florida. And then 2005 Georgia Tech. Cool. And it looks like they're adding stuff yeah. as it goes. So that's, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually the last 30 minutes of yeah. the game. That's pretty cool. So that is a terrific idea for a You're welcome. Yeah. Well Thank done. you very much. Um, although we don't have, I guess we'll have to figure this out when we sign off. Um, I do have a, are we calling it signature series? What are we calling it? Yeah. Spotlight, spotlight series. series. Spotlight series. I do have a spotlight series. It's not lined up yet. Okay. Uh, with Tommy Tomlinson, the University of Georgia oh. graduate, former uh, um, sports, sports on Earth. A survivor who has recently written a book called Elephant in the Room. Tommy is a Glenn County native, a University of Georgia graduate. And a awesome, awesome dude. And that book is yes, excellent. Incredible. He, I had a chance to meet him at Avid uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I have... Oh, that's great. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I was out of town. I so we, I had the opportunity to... to, to like he and I got, we turned out we have a bunch of mutual friends. Yeah. Uh, his best friend, um, his best friend from college, is uh, brothers of God. Was good friends with in law school. He uh, some social friends here in town. He worked with at the Charlotte Observer. So um, he has graciously agreed to once his travel schedule promoting the book slows down to sit down with when me you do and that, do something. Please tell them I said. Yeah, that. certainly, I certainly will. I was supposed to meet Tommy in Athens. Um, Literally the day before um, Sports Center stuff went down. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. so I've never I've met him, but in a and, wide setting. Yeah, if you want to listen to a fantastic podcast, that I mean, look, we talk about living in Athens and a little bit about the South and things like that. He has a, a, a podcast called Southbound, uh, done with the the flagship. Uh, public radio station in Charlotte that is just spectacular. His interview with Ben Folds is incredible. I mean, just really, really good. Um, so if you have a chance to check that out, check that out. But hope to have him on. I, I'm, I'm thinking within a month, um, but we kind of sync up our schedules. Tommy Tomlinson is a good dude and an incredibly talented writer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I don't know if we're going uh, when, when to, when is the Oconee spring break? April. Yeah, it's April. We got some time. Wow. Ours are, you know, because ours is like beginning of March. The same as UGA's, the March 9th. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll try to do one before then. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm going, like I said, I'm going the end of next week and early the week yeah. before, and then I have to be, have some travel for work at the end of the month, and I have, I have travel for spring break. We'll get one before UGA spring break. Yeah, sounds good to me. And we hope to have maybe Sachin. Yep. You think? In the next couple, couple, three. Sachin Patel is the owner of Five Points Bottles and is one half of the owners of SP2 Hospitality, who uh, sponsored our podcast last year. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. What I want to do is is, uh, obviously we'll talk bourbon selections and everything, and that's why Tony's going to be with me because it's a little bit over my pay grade just because I'm not drinking bourbon now and don't usually, nothing against it. It's just not my thing. Uh, But also, I want to ask him about. What it's like on game days to be a proprietor in Five Points and running a bottle shop, the lead up. What was it like for Notre Dame? What was it like to, for Texas A&M? For the record, I've asked a couple people around town. It was rainy for those. Right. Uh, well, for Texas A&M. I've asked a couple people around town. I was at the World Famous a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about Georgia football, and they were raving about Texas A&M fans, about yeah. how nice oh, they yeah, were, yeah, how yeah. awesome it was. We, I, come I, in. I think we had the same experience. And, oh, 100%. And I've heard that multiple places around town. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I guess is, uh, wouldn't it be cool if dot, 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 I don't know what the segment is called. 
Um, I actually won tickets for the Maker's Mile at Keeneland. Um, they offered the opportunity for Maker's Mark ambassadors to to, reg, to um, get a lottery to win uh, tables at the at the King, one of the Keeneland dining rooms, and I'm I managed to win one of those. So. If you are into horse racing and you find yourself at the Maker's Mile, let me know because I, I will definitely be there. You can't sit with me, uh, my, my father-in-law. It's like the Champions Club. You can come see them. You can come you see can them. Look in the general don't, direction. Don't look up at us up there eating. If make all the eye contact, foods. run away, and then send a letter of apology later about your rude disposition. So, no, but it, it combines things I love, such as horse racing and betting on horse racing and bourbon. So, I'm pretty, pretty psyched about that. All right, well, good show. Glad to be back. Glad to be uh, rocking, and we'll see you before UGA's uh, spring break. So uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media. Our two most active platforms are Twitter and Instagram at WSLS Podcast for both of those. Also, I'll link the site that you can go to where you can find all of Will's writings that he discussed in the show. And also linked in the show notes is my photo prints page, I think there's about five. Yeah, there's five photo prints up there now, currently, including the red Sanford picture that I took right before kickoff of the Georgia-Notre Dame game. Our next scheduled show is at the end of this month, end of February. So until then, catch up with us on Twitter with any questions or comments you might have. We'll see you on campus, maybe even on Saturday, for the Georgia-Alabama basketball game. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.